0: Hi and welcome to Good Change Conversations with myself, Christy Hunter and Steena Smith. We're here to inspire everyday people to do good things. Good changes come in all shapes and sizes in the form of products, mindsets, routines and more. Each episode, we're going to introduce you to small changes that will help you and the environment. We hope you take away at least one of these and change for the better. In the wise words of Elvis Presley, clean up your own backyard first, and then the world's. Focus on the small changes. Don't try to do everything perfectly, just little bits one step at a time. There was an exciting moment for me when I stumbled across Jeremy. Husband, father, and a CEO of Creative Waikato, Jeremy knows intimately how to use the turnkey of music and creativity to initiate wellness. Collaboration is at the very centre of everything that he does in his multi-sensory projects. His recent work includes collaborating with musicians, dancers, poets, aerial silk performers, theatre practitioners, scientists, perfumers, bakers, authors, sculptors, filmmakers, pyrotechnicians, lighting designers, and visual artists. Amazing. Jeremy is a real advocate for the arts. We're thrilled to spend some time with Jeremy in the studio today and learn about his deep passion for the creative space and the benefits culture and creativity contribute to overall wellness. So welcome, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. So I was reading recently when researching this topic that engaging in creativity is a multi-sensory experience involving our touch, our sight, our hearing, and our smell. The process involves interacting with materials, tools, and using physical movement. as a whole mind, whole body experience, which helps restore a healthy balance to the mind and body. Can you tell me a little bit more about this, and what are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, that's a realization that came into my creative practice over a period of time, but then think about it, the more you realize the the whole way we live as humans is multisensory. In every single moment, wherever we are, we're having a multisensory experience. We're potentially just selecting one of the senses to focus on rather than others so as we're here in this room we're seeing one another we're hearing the sounds we're feeling the chair that we're sitting on we're hearing the resonance in the room potentially tasting the coffee that you had just before you came in all of those things filter the way that we live and experience and kind of alter the way that we perceive the world around us so when making art with that in mind it means that you can really change the way that people engage with creativity as being something that triggers all of those senses in a really powerful way and modern culture is a very visual sensory kind of dominated culture the powerful connections that sound smell and taste have for our memory and for our brain function is just deeply profound And you can kind of smell something and immediately recall like where you first smelt it, or it brings up these like positive memories or or bad memories or, or any kind of memories and the same thing with like sound i mean that's always been something that's really fascinated with me is that you can hear a song that you haven't heard for 20 years and you can remember where you first heard it and the lyrics and the way that the guitar solo sounds and kind of all of these things and it's immediate it's not a conscious thing it's deeply kind of connected into emotions and sense of self and and sense of connection so the more that we actively engage both as participatory kind of creators and even as audience members with arts culture and creativity in all its forms it has these kind of profound otherworldly connections yeah you can kind of describe it in words but actually the experience of experiencing it is so much more than that, and affects you in so many different ways. Do you
0: think you're more? Some people are more sensory than others from birth, or is it something that you can really train and nourish?
1: I think both. There's certainly people who are more naturally attuned to it. We are all multisensory. We just choose to notice it. It's a mindfulness thing, and so the more we actively notice it, the more we become attuned into the way that that affects us, the way that it affects our posture or the way that we think or the the way that we're feeling. And so you can, by kind of engaging in those moments of trying to be present in an experience or, or trying to be where you are in that room or in that space and really trying to connect with that thing and what it means to you, you start to kind of unlock the doors to that. Because I mean, the artist intends something, but actually the real kind of meat of it it is, is in the connection that you have with that work how does it resonate with you do you find an emotional connection to it does it bring up certain memories or certain ideas how does that resonate and so if you can become present in those moments you unlock this entire different world of of understanding and reward and kindness and warmth and Questioning and it's just this transformative experience. It's for a so much richer life, doesn't it? Totally. And I
0: wonder if I mean they should, should teach this more in schools to children.
1: One hundred percent.
0: Yeah, because so, you I know I used to go into the forest with the kids when they were really little, and we we'd just lie on sort of crackling leaves, and I'd say to them, right, just listen and be really quiet, and I want you to tell me five sounds that you can hear. And with the busyness of life, you don't realise that there's a little bird tweeting over there and there's a crackle of a leaf over there. But when you actually are present in the moment. At Good Change Store, we have designed beautiful and sustainable cloths for your home. They began as a vehicle to help lead social change. We are here to inspire and help people make small changes for a better world. Start with your kitchen and clean with prettier cloths that care about your bench as well as the environment.
1: Totally. Our ears are amazing filters and they constantly filter out like layers and layers and layers of noise so that we can focus on the conversation that we're trying to have in a crowded room or listen to your child crying from across a a party or something. We become very kind of unconsciously attuned to kind of filter things out it's very rare to find somewhere that's truly silent even in completely silent rooms there's noise yeah
0: wow I know there's feel-good neurotransmitters released when you engage in creative activities do you think this is something that should be used more readily around depression and anxiety and that kind of thing
1: definitely 100 percent there have been some really amazing studies in the uk there's a program of arts on prescription so doctors would prescribe arts activity so you'd go and see your doctor and sit down and they'd make an appointment with you with someone who knew the arts community that was near you and you'd find out do you like singing or painting or acting or whatever and, here are some classes and you'd get a prescription to do those classes or to have those experiences as a way to kind of serve that mental health, to serve physical health, there's really powerful connections between brain function, between physical function, and there's amazing studies that show if you are going to the gym and it's silent, you can do a certain amount of things. So music that makes you feel something, you can lift more weight, you can run further, like it actually gives you physical strength in a way that like it's just really powerfully profound. So we have to see it as being habit. And so that kind of engaging with arts and culture and creativity is a a daily thing that we should be doing to be healthy and whole humans in the same way that we sleep, in the same way that we spend time with family, in the same way that we eat. One of the really interesting things about art is that there is art for everyone, but not necessarily all art is for everyone. And so you may not like a certain thing, but that doesn't mean you don't like art. It means you don't like that specific thing
0: and it kind of begs the question as well of what is art because i remember doing a debate on this well, so it
1: just
0: yeah. but, you know art is different people and as you said you know different forms of art a smudge on a carpet could be considered a piece of art
1: it's all to do with perception we typically use the phrase arts culture and creativity as a kind of more all-encompassing thing it's drawing it's painting and it's singing and it's dancing and it's photography and it's filmmaking and it's Um, working with fabric and it's working with clay and it's working with design of spaces and light and taste and kind of all these different facets creative activities they can be works of art and they can be utilitarian and they can be somewhere on a continuum between those things and all of that is valuable.
0: Do you think creativity makes you feel more present? I know we touched on this um, a little bit earlier. I feel like there's a calmer, more mindful um, when I'm doing something creative. We can focus on the present moment, not the past, not the future. It can disengage from any sort of worrying thoughts. What, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, I think so. Being present and active, creativity enables us to get into like the flow state and we can lose perception of time and can just kind of go into this kind of space of being in that moment of exploration being in tuned with that time and space and it's about listening and looking and seeing and experiencing and reacting as soon as we kind of engage that critical element in the moment of creation we step away from being present into being kind of future and we step away into being outside of ourselves but if we can kind of find that thing that you look up and it's like five hours have passed like that magical moment of presence and and of yeah. being connected.
0: Yeah. So, what do you do personally to sort of feed your creative soul or feed your creativity?
1: Playing the piano is a big thing for me. I love to just right. just sit down and play the piano, and I, I can I play for hours and have played gigs for many hours. But also going for a walk is, is a really great thing, and hanging out with my son and and seeing him create and, and doing those things. But I think also for me, fortunate enough to have this thing where my work as an artist and a creative professional is also this thing that serves my kind of well-being and don't get me wrong there's elements of it that are working that are exhausting but when you can get into those spaces that moment of creation that's the other part of the joy of collaboration for me is that it's a shared experience then as well and I can feed off the generosity and creativity of other people and it becomes a flowing conversation. Amazing, what
0: well, an absolute privilege for you to absolutely. be doing something that's work, but it's your absolute passion,
1: what you absolutely love. Mm, it's amazing. Because there's
0: so many people out there that go to work each day and they don't actually like doing what they do. But uh, yeah, there's a
1: lot of life short. Yeah, and I mean, we all get stuck in doing things that we don't want to do, and we get. but I also get those moments that I can really relish in.
0: Good Change Eco Cloths are fully compostable in your home garden after six to nine months of use. They are lint and streak free, have the absorbency of 15 paper towels, and most importantly, don't smell. Available from your local supermarket or online at www.goodchangestore.com Help support good changes in New Zealand homes with Good Change Eco-Cloths. So we mentioned in the introduction around you collaborating with all these different types of people, one of them being a baker. Mm-hmm. Can you just tell me about that? Because I'm just personally fascinated.
1: So I was the composer in residence at Otago University, I was the Mozart fellow there, for a couple of years. And my family moved to Dunedin, and we, we were down there and one of our first experiences we went to the Otago Museum, and they have a tropical rainforest in there, which just seems really kind of weird. And Dunedin, it's cold and stuff. You walk in, and it's this super warm, humid room. It's a butterfly sanctuary and you kind of walk around and they flutter around you. And I was just really kind of struck by this space and really wanted to make some kind of creative experience that existed in that room and was looking around and found that they had a water an indoor waterfall in there but it, they also had these speakers kind of hidden in amongst the foliage kind of playing this like jungle ambience. This piece of music based on a text by a friend of mine and i talked to the museum and they were really interested in kind of doing this thing so we had live performance in there and so then the more i was thinking about it, I was like okay i've got dancers so i've got sort of a visual focus i've got musicians in there so i've got sound the touch is there's no seated to audience so you walked around the you explored the performance area you explored the rainforest and so you'd be moving around the space it's really humid so that you feel that you're in that room so that kind of element of touch is covered the room had a really particular smell from the smell of the plants plus also the kind of the water and humidity and also they feed the butterflies a lot of sweet fruit fruit so it's this kind of weird kind of sweet watery jungly humidy smell so when i realized that i was like oh well i've got everything apart from taste so how do i do that and a guy who had a, a truck at the farmer's market it was called the tartan and he made like just amazing sweets and stuff we'd been going every week i went out and said hey i've got this idea i've got this piece of music it's about 15 minutes and it's kind of in three sections and so i want to have a taste element to this thing so there's three sections they're each aligned with a different color i want, I want to give you the music and if you feel like it would you like to make macarons that taste like what you think this sounds like he's sort of a bit confused at first and, and then Enthusiastic, and we went through this process and and developed these different flavors and did some experiments and stuff. And so by the end of it, we had going to the show. You'd given this little handmade box, and you'd open it up, and there'd be three macarons and a little card that said, "When the lights turn the color of the macaron, eat that one." And so you'd be going through the thing, and the lights would turn green. It was linked to kind of interpretations of those colors, interpretations of what the kind of content of the piece was but also looking at some scientific research that looks that the types of sound that you have alter the way things taste. So low-frequency sounds can make things taste more bitter, and high-frequency sounds can make things taste sweeter. And so you could kind of, through the course of the music, change the nature of the taste experience by utilizing more or less of those different frequencies. So that was one example. It's actually
0: reminding me of, um, you might have come across her, uh, Lady Nicola over in O'Kerry Falls, who paints food. No. So she sees a direct correlation between the way, so she deconstructs the food and then just does these amazing abstract paintings.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: So, they say creativity helps you to become more self-aware and connect to the bigger picture around us. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, definitely. It enables us to ask different questions and I think it enables us to imagine possibilities and it enables us to to understand ourselves and our connections to others and I think ultimately it all comes down to story. All forms of creativity are different forms of telling stories, whether they're through painting or music or dance or theatre or poetry. And Stories are how we understand our world. Stories are the way that we'd make sense of the seasons, the way we'd make sense of scientific phenomena, the way we'd make sense of the way we'd move through time. We're told those things through stories before we had any other understanding. So to tell stories is an inherently human thing, which to me suggests that humans are inherently creative. Some of us have forgotten how to do it.
0: Good Change Bamboo Reusable Towels The perfect alternative to a single-use paper towel or the blue synthetic rolls that stay on the planet forever. Use, wash and reuse up to 85 times then compost them in your home and send them back to nature. Available from your local supermarket or online at www.goodchangestore.com Help support Good Changes in New Zealand Homes With Good Change Bamboo Towels. So when did you personally connect the dots between creativity and wellness?
1: I don't know that there was necessarily an aha moment. It was sort of slowly occurred over time. I mean, I've always loved music and art and creativity from a young age and played piano from when i was five studied through school but then was going to university and to study law changed my mind before the course started and went and did a bachelor of arts in music and theater and film the more i thought about it, the more i wanted to understand what those kind of other connections were so it's not just about writing this song or making this thing it was like how does that connect with people and so part of that kind of emerged through my phd study which was looking at kind of hybrid genres between popular music and classical music and multimedia forms and then that sent me down this kind of road of multisensory things and that uh, made some connections with the brain health research center in otago and we looked at the connection between sound waves and brain waves and how you can use music to alter brain function by giving us energy or relaxing us or kind of creating these different brainwave states and so you start to kind of unpick okay well this thing that feels like it does something to me actually there's some scientific grounding in it and it does these things to other people and while the experiences are are never exactly the same because it is also based on who we are and our, our background and things but there are similarities you can explore then you kind of go down this path of okay well what are the other ways i can help to unlock this for other people and to unlock it in a way that feels safe and feels something that you want to prioritize and i think that's one of the the tricky things is um creativity can sometimes be seen as frivolous or or it can be seen as because it, it kind of comes down to an essence of play and play is what we do as kids and it's like well It can be what we do as adults. We just have to prioritise it and we have to make a chance for it. And I think also with the way that a lot of people go through schooling and they're told, oh, you can't draw or you can't sing or you can't whatever, so they stop. Yeah. And... They may not be artists, like they may not not want to make a career as an artist, but you still can get amazing value, well being, kind of all of those things from the process of doing it. So, to be creative is different to being an artist. Yeah. They can, can be the same thing, but they don't have to be. I think our education system has a lot to ask for, kind of block putting those blocks in place yeah, for people. I was just going
0: to say that because I feel like the education system's so in a box. You know, and I've got three kids sort of you know between nine and thirteen, and I just think that that should all be part of the curriculum, mm. a big
1: part of the curriculum. Yeah, definitely. There's ways to embed creative practice, art-making practice across all different curriculum areas and to use it as a teaching methodology and to use it as a way to answer questions and to understand worlds. It doesn't have to be rote learning things. It can be like so many different ways to respond. And I think that will set kids up for the future that's ahead of them look at how the creative process allows us to kind of bring in information and refract out kind of possibilities and dreams so yeah. education as a tool for life as a tool for well-being as a tool for everything and, and we can also remember that it's never too late i like that because that's
0: good to know yeah you get to my mid-40s i'm thinking
1: there's always time to start it doesn't have to be a thing other than a thing for you you don't even have to ever show anyone if you don't want to but you don't want to be a soloist, join a community choir or find a way to have a fun experience with other people in the same way that we do with social sport or other things.
0: Yeah, just out of interest, when you go home and you get on the piano, do you pump out some classical or are you just improvising? Yeah. And I suppose you've been influenced by so many different types of music over the years that anything can come out.
1: That's the thing is it's actually I try not to think about what it is. I just and trust that my finger's somewhere and try to listen to what's happening and think, oh, that was interesting. And, oh, what if I did this? And just see what happens. I mean, there's times where I'm sitting down and I'm writing a piece of music and that's actively kind of doing things. But when I'm just playing the piano for the sake of playing the piano, it's not for any purpose other than to do that. Yeah, and
0: were your parents musical?
1: Um, My mum was a piano um, teacher. My dad, not so much, but he always... He was always super encouraging because I think he felt like he didn't have that. All different forms of creativity and, and kind of going on the path that I've been on and it's, it's amazing. Yeah,
0: so if you were going to sort of take or give three takeaways for what our audience today could take away to to really sort of nourish their creativity, just like daily tasks that they could do, what, where would they start?
1: Hmm. That's a really great question. Make a commitment to find the, find your art. So that's a journey, and that's something that you could do every day. You can explore a a new piece of music or a new piece of art or a new video, something short, but try something new every day. Also, make time for play. So have a box of Lego or pens or something that you have and put it in your calendar. Have a 10-minute play break. Have a a thing that you – like it's in your calendar. I have to do it because once it's in your calendar – For a lot of people, that's like, okay, I've got that time. Because sometimes it's about how do I find that time. So I'd do that. But I think if you did those two things, that would make a huge world of difference. Awesome.
0: Hey, thank you so much. This is just, it's really actually unlocked something for me today. And I think, you know, I love to jump on the piano and have a little bit of a blitz there. But I might just pop down the road and do some pottery or something with the kids and just, I don't know, just try to unlock a little bit more of, you know, what's inside to try and discover that richer world that you've described. It's it's super interesting and um, really appreciate your time today.
1: That's my pleasure. And, And there's so much stuff going on in our local communities. Go and see the shows, find the pottery classes, the music classes. They're all there. Yeah. We just sometimes don't look for them.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Jeremy. All
1: good. A pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening to our Good Change Conversations. We hope you are walking away feeling excited and inspired by those doing good things. Keep coming back. We have so much more we want to tell you.